What's up everybody, Jay Miller here, bringing another Productivity in Tech podcast. My guest this week is Chad Bostic. Chad was someone that I've known for a few years. In fact, he was one of the first people to really uh, introduce me to some of the other members in the developer podcasting scene uh, some two or three years ago. In fact, many of the people that I still talk to to this day are because of Chad. Uh, Chad used to do a show called Hello Tech Pros, which was a weekly show that had a different theme every single week. And in fact, I was a guest there on the Productivity Tuesday, Wednesday, one of those days. So it really was confusing when Chad, after some 200 some odd episodes, just disappeared from the internet and from everywhere. Like I couldn't get in touch with the guy. Well, last week I got an email from Chad saying that he was back. Uh, he kind of explained a little bit what was going on and we'll get into that in the show, but he is back better than ever and actually has a brand new project that is coming out with career design patterns. But again, we will explain all that later. I'm super excited to hear this conversation. And this is one of the ones where I, I know I tell you every single week, if you are getting something out of this, become a pit member. It's $10 a month. You don't just get bonus episodes. You get a direct line to me. You get some productivity advice, some coaching, some bonus emails in your inbox. You get special access to all of the new things that I'm working on, but you will get early access to this amazing conversation that I have with Chad before anyone else. You'll get access to this. You'll get access to the after show. You'll get access to all the other after shows. And maybe you just say, Hey, you know what? I don't need all that other stuff. I just want to get the bonus stuff. Well, go to our Ko-Fi page and subscribe at any amount. Both of those links will be in the show notes, but I don't want to take up any more of your time. Here is my conversation with Chad Bostic. Yeah, man, you've been been out of the game for a minute. I am, I'm really interested to see uh, or to hear a lot about what that journey was because the last time we talked, I think I was, I think I was a guest last uh, on Hello Tech Pros, but that was a very ambitious project that you had going. And at the, around the time that it, it kind of dwindled down, you could tell that there was, there were some changes coming in. And now I get this email, uh, in my inbox. Well, a, a few emails actually that they're like, Hey, we're coming back. And all I could think was, man, he, we, we are like two people cut from the same cloth because <laughs> I had that exact same feeling six months ago awesome. when, I had to bring Pitt back and it was just like, it's, it's eating me up inside. I'm, I'm like hungry to bring it back. So, uh, all of that to say, let's catch up really quick. I, I want to know like what's been going on in the life of Chad, um, with hello tech pros with, with the, the disappearance of it. And then ultimately with what came out of it, uh, in this new recreation, whatever this new project is. Absolutely, Jay. I'm I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because it's been way, way too long. Um, but first, I want to say I completely empathize with you about that feeling of like this this kind of thing growing in the pit of your stomach, saying I have to come back. There there is a need 
um, that I have to serve. And I don't know why. I don't know where it's coming from. But I heard, gosh, I want to give attribution to the right person, but I'm going to drop the ball on this one. But there was an author. I was, I was watching some YouTube videos uh, of fictional authors talking about how they write their novels. And, and one of the questions to a lot of different authors on this panel was, you know, how, how do you become an author and when should you just give up and not become an author? And one person that I'm going to have to track down uh, said something to the effect of don't, don't be an author. Do not write. Don't do it because you're wasting your time. You're not going to make any money off of it. It's going to be a complete waste of time. Nobody's ever going to read your stuff unless you can't. If you can't not write, if you are trying to not do that and it just that story inside of you is just too powerful and you can't make your finger stop typing and you just can't get your mind to pivot away from it then you just get it out of your system and you put it on the paper and and you put it on the keyboard and and you write it and i feel like for me the podcast the entrepreneurship the serving my audience the getting back in touch with software developers and and helping them in their careers and and really kind of sharing my journey of the things that i struggled with yesteryear and the things that I struggled with yesterday and the things that I've overcome in that journey so that I can help other people. Man, that that has been building up inside of me and it's just bursting through and, and I'm ready to start talking about it. So this is great timing. So I, I have to let you know that there were a few people that I would not know today had it not been for you. And one of those is a potential business partner of mine, which is Jamie Taylor. Um, a member of your your online community. And the other one would be James Stuttered. Uh, two uh, wonderful people from the UK. Well, I think one's in Wales, but yeah, no one really knows what's going on with that. <laughs> but did you realize that when you were putting together Hello Tech Pros that there was going to be this community that stemmed out of it that would continue to exist beyond the podcast? No, no, no way, no how, no ever. I never conceived that. I really didn't think that anybody would ever listen, honestly. Like, to be honest, like, I I don't have, I, I'm not a celebrity. Like, I'm just a normal dude. You know, I'm a normal guy who's been in software development my entire career. I'm a normal guy who doesn't have normal social skills or or has not had normal social skills, meaning they have been very, very uh, repressed and and not trained and not practiced. So the fact that I even clicked on a microphone and recorded stuff was like a big step in my personal development, right? Because there was a time, Jay, I don't know if if you've talked to me about this or not, or if I've shared this with you personally, but there was a time back in my teenage years and even my mid-20s where I could not go to a family reunion and have a conversation with my aunts and my uncles and my cousins because I was too ashamed of who I was and the way that I spoke and the way that I communicated and the kind of nerdy, geeky things that I cared about. I I felt so different from everybody else around me, everybody, including my family members, that I would just sit in a corner and not communicate to anybody, which meant you know, friendships, developing friendships, developing relationships in general just didn't happen. And there was just a big empty hole in my life where there should have been a lot of great people, a lot of great relationships, a lot of great family members. Um, And so now fast forward to the period where I launched Hello Tech Pros, I was really a big part of that was just me trying to meet folks like yourself, just awesome people in the tech space, in the technology community 
that I wanted to push myself to build more friendships with, you know, and and I wanted to systemize a, a process that enabled me to push past my personal barriers and reach out to people and develop some relationships. And I just wanted to have one-on-one conversations with people. That's really what I was trying to do. And the fact that I was able to sustain it for 270 episodes uh, in less than a year, but 270 episodes meant that I met hundreds of people and, and developed great relationships with them Uh, Sometimes just with a 30-minute conversation, sometimes a lot more than that. But the fact that other people, like James Stuttert was was actually a a listener. And then he reached out to me and, and, uh, you know, he made a comment on one of the episodes or or one of the emails that I'd sent out. And so, I invited him on the show. And sure enough, he came on the show. And then he was inspired over the course of some conversations to start his show. Um, and, And now, I'm just amazed, just shocked and awed that I have, through my podcast, left behind some sort of small legacy where other folks have been inspired. And and I think that ripple effect, no matter what we do in the universe, you don't realize how much you affect other people and how much your effect on them is going to affect how they're developing relationships or what they're putting out into the universe that's going to help other people as well. And it's it's humbling and it's inspiring and dude, I, I don't even know what to say, but thank you for letting me know that reminding me about that because that's, that's awesome. So one of the things that you touched on was, was the idea of the actions that you put forward helped other people do things and being able to claim that as a part of your legacy um, that's something that I have, I've always thought about. And that was one of the reasons why when I made the decision to say, okay, let's go full-time with Pitt. Well, let's try to go full-time with Pitt. Let's start working towards that goal. It wasn't necessarily because I enjoyed every waking second of recording podcast. As you can tell, my voice is a little raspy because I've I've been, you know, working and haven't had much sleep. And, you know, my daughter is in that age where everything is <laughs> so interesting except for sleeping through the night. Yeah. And oh, God. it it's amazing to see how the communities that we've shared and that we've had have always been very, very small. But the things that have come out of those communities have been phenomenal. I mean, I've watched people radically change how they work, radically change how they manage. Um, I've, like you've said, I've met very awesome people. And the fact that I know of people who wouldn't be where they are today, not because of me per se, but because I made the decision to say, I'm going to do a thing I'm going to help push those people and I get to see those rewards because there there are so many and uh, Mike Schmidt says this very eloquently and I think he pulled it from Todd Henry who pulled it from someone else. Like there's so many dreams that get left in the graveyard. There's so many ideas and wonderful uh, things that could come to this world that never see the light of day because one, that person didn't feel like they were capable of doing that thing. But then, and this is my new, my part that I want to add to it, but two, there was no one there 
to help steer them in the direction of their legacy, ultimately part of your legacy. So I'm asking all of this to say, like, I know now you have, you've changed things. Things have changed a lot. You've already helped so many people just with the conversational pieces, the Motivation Mondays, the, I can't even remember all of the different daily topics. There were, there were seven of them. It's so many. (laughs) Um, But now things are changing. How is it changing for you? What, what is coming up that is going to radically change how people think of not only Hello Tech Pros, but also of Chad Bostic? Uh, well, uh, what they think of Chad Bostic, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's, that's not my primary motivation, um, to be quite honest. Like what people think of me, I, you know, I still just like a lot of people struggle with some social anxiety. Um, it's still there, even though I've overcome major, major obstacles in the past, it's still there as well as, um, kind of this identity crisis and and imposter syndrome of like, who am I, who am I to put stuff out here? You know, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm just Chad. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't care how, how many people like think things of me. What I care about is I feel a responsibility to help those that I can help. And I actually feel guilty, Jay, of, of putting the podcast on pause and not helping more people. Because um, once I started getting feedback from some of the audience, and again, it's not we're not talking about billions of people, thousands of people, right? We're talking about a, a small community of people who reached out to me on Slack, who reached out to me on email, on Twitter, on Facebook, and said, hey, Chad, this is like what you said on episode whatever, help me. Or what you said in your in your email newsletter, like I can relate to that. Wow, that I didn't know you struggled with. I didn't know there was anybody else in the world that struggled with some of the anxiety things that I struggled with. And so, putting the podcast on pause was something that I had to do for my family, uh, for a particular situation. But during that whole time, I I had a like a growing sense of urgency that there are people out there that I'm not serving, and so. What I was able to do over the last two years of not focusing on the podcast, because as as you put it, like there was a lot of content, right? I published a lot of content, 270 episodes. I was doing seven days a week. Um, I'll give your audience a quick list, right? Monday, motivation, Tuesday, productivity, Wednesday, leadership, Thursday, technology, Friday, people in communication, Saturday, entrepreneurship, Sunday, being unplugged, which is work-life balance, which was complete BS because I had none. I was, I was producing so much content and having so many conversations and then doing the editing and all the publishing and all that kind of stuff. There was a lot. There was a lot going on and really having that... Um, time to step back away from the show, to not publish any things, um, and to really think about what what impact did I have, if any, right, and to whom. And I started, you know, looking back through the list of the emails and the conversations um, that people had sent me, saying, "Hey, where are you? What's going on? Like, you really helped me, and I, I want to hear more." It made me think about where my impact is. And I think when I launched the show, the reason why I had seven different topics is because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I know I wanted to help people. I know I've, I've struggled with anxiety in the past. I've struggled with being a software developer that was the least paid person in the entire organization. Um, I've, I've had a career where 
I've been at multiple jobs for five plus years and did really well, but didn't actually increase my career by staying there that long. I've been in other situations where uh, I I was up for promotion three, four, five times and rejected it and said, no, I don't want it because I was afraid of the responsibility. I was afraid of kind of moving from the technology space into more of, of people leadership. And that scared the crap out of me with, with my anxiety. And so there was a lot of things that I've overcome that I know that I can help people overcome in their situation because I'm not alone, right? We're, I don't think any of us are alone and have completely unique situations. We have very similar situations and and there's a, a cohort, if you will, that are IT professionals, software developers that are going through similar problems and similar circumstances that I've gone through in my career. And I feel this, this absolute need to serve them and to talk to them and say, hey, girls, guys, I've been there. You're not alone. I got through that struggle and you can too. I love that. And and that is, you know, one of the biggest driving points of the evolution of not just Pitt, but also of, of how I do things. I mean, I never imagined one day I would, I always thought like, okay, yeah, I'm going to own a business or whatever, but I, I never imagined that it would be not me writing code, but mm-hmm. me talking with the people that write code, not about the code that they're writing, but about how they're able to manage their life amongst the code writing. And I, I think that that is something that we often forget about and definitely don't feel bad about work-life balance, anything, because I've I've just accepted the fact that you can't balance your work if your life isn't in order. You can't balance your life if your work isn't in order. Yeah. And honestly, the most cohesive people, the most effective, efficient people that I've gotten to talk to over these few years have all had this idea of it's it's more of a gumbo. It's not, you know, three different sides of work, life, faith, and all all these things separated. It's all that stuff mashed together, put in a pot, stirred up, and and it just is. And I think that that is something that we're both trying to help with. And I think that there are more and more people who have been writing code for so long that just realize there's there's no combination of keys no matter what language you're using that will grant you the the same level of happiness of being at peace with what you're doing so my next question for you is have you found a place of peace with where you're going in your new venture yeah uh, that absolutely it, and jeff Bezos said something, and I know there's a lot of people that can't stand Jeff Bezos, and there's a lot of people that love him, regardless of what side you're on. I really like this this quote from him. Um, I'll paraphrase it, and he basically said, "Like I'm not looking for work life balance. I'm looking for work life harmony." Right, and to me, that resonates a lot with what you're saying about Pitt and what I feel about Hello Tech Pros and the new venture. Is I, I don't just want, you know. It, 
80 hours a week versus 20 hours a week versus, you know, this time with my kids versus this time with my business or, or whatever it is. I want to make sure that my business is in, in line with the type of hands-on work that I do that, and that the people I serve or that the people I love and the people I love are the people I want to spend time with. And so when I go, get up and go to work every day, it's not like work. It's just like hanging out with my buddies, right? And helping my friends who need some help that I can help them on. And that in turn, like pays the bills and, and helps my family achieve our goals. Like that kind of harmony is, is what I'm looking for. And I love the fact that what I'm working on now, the career design patterns framework is meets all of that criteria. And it's, I don't know, it's, I'm geeked out about it, but it's awesome. <laughs> so let's, let's dive into that. What is, what is the career design pattern? Yeah. Uh, so basically, you know, as, as software developers, I don't know about you, but how many different languages have you learned? Probably. Oh man. Um, if you include each type of JavaScript, um, <laughs> you know, I, I would say like, if you're just saying JavaScript, I'd say HTML, CSS, Python, JavaScript. I know Ruby, even though I don't write in it. Um, I know some Golang. So like six, six ish, seven. And then if you include all the individual types of JavaScript, probably over 10, which is, ugh, <laughs> that's a headache in itself. That's a lot. And for me, I started with basic when I was a kid and learned Pascal in high school and then C and C++ when I was in college. And then as a paid software developer, it was things like Macromedia Director with the Lingo scripting language, um, Adobe Flash. There was classic ASP. There was Java. There was .NET Framework, a lot of different versions of that. And then, you know, um, talking about JavaScript libraries, dude, I think there's been three JavaScript libraries that were born, that were launched, that got some funding and died in the course of this podcast episode, right? There's a new, there's a new <laughs> JavaScript framework, like every 22 seconds. And um, a as a software developer, like chasing that next thing, that next framework, that next technology, that next language is fun, right? It's, dude, that's why I got into software development is because I like solving technical problems and I, and I want to like figure out that puzzle of how it works and how you build things with it. And I'm a builder. I want to create things. I'm a problem solver. I want to solve problems. But just doing that, just doing that in and of itself, learning the next language, it never got me in my next step in my career. Sometimes knowing a language or being able to learn a new framework or something like that, being willing to learn, you know, it allowed me to have a conversation with a company or it allowed me to make a lateral move, but it never helped me move up on my career. And every move up that I made in my career was not about the technology. It was about refactoring Chad's soft skills. It was about getting more confidence. It was about getting more clarity, uh, working on my communication skills, not just like doing presentations and things like that, but just my ability to ask questions in a meeting, my ability to speak up and, and have the courage to say, no, this is, we're going down the wrong path. Let's all take a sidebar and like dive into the why, why we're trying to solve this problem instead of another, another problem. Right. Um, my, my leadership skills, which, you know, I want to point out something that I was deathly afraid of leadership at the beginning because I thought it was management. I thought it was approving timesheets <laughs> and going to a lot of meetings. And there is some of that that kind of comes up along the way. But leadership to me is more of um, getting everybody's buy-in or a lot of people's buy-in on a common vision. And those kinds of soft skills are what helped 
improve my career, whether it was in a, a technical hands-on development job or you know moving into later in my career, moving into IT management, all of that, all of those, those level ups in Chad's career, they all happen from refactoring my soft skills and getting better at you know, being a better person, being a better worker. And what's great about it is those skills are transferable to any job anywhere. They are transferable to any industry anywhere, right? So you think about your JavaScript framework. Are you Angular? Are you React? Are you, you know, whatever you are, that's going to be great for a certain niche of certain industries and certain places. And then tomorrow, that's they're going to be outdated and they're going to be replaced by some other new JavaScript language. But when you're talking about confidence and communication and uh, a sense of urgency and having clarity in your communication and, you know, being politely persistent and being, you know, very inquisitive and, and open in how you, how you work with people, seeking to understand other people's point of view, right? These patterns, if you will, these, these uh, solutions to soft skill problems or communication or relationship problems with other people, that is what is valuable across all industries, across all jobs everywhere. And coming from basically nothing, starting with zero of these skills and moving up and helping my career advance by working on these, that's why I'm excited about helping others do the same. So what what is this going to look like? I mean, obviously you're talking to a productivity coach. So for me, it's like one-on-one calls and I make people give up their productivity apps for a week, pull out pen and paper and uh, do it, as we say in the military, kick it Barney style. But... What is it going to look like for you in this venture? Well, again, it's not really about me and my venture. It's really about the audience and what their needs are, right? And so everybody's needs are a little bit different. And so what we're going to have to do is treat each individual as an individual that that has a certain problem to solve, right? And so like as a coach, you know that a person coming in is going to come you know, person A is going to come in at one level and another person is going to come at another level and they're going to have completely different problems, right? Because they, from their perspective, they have different needs. And so it's really about assessing a person's needs or giving them the tools to create their own, you know, self-assessments so that they can determine what they want to work on, what they need to work on, what they feel called to work on. And whether that's one-on-one coaching or whether that's group coaching or whether that's, you know, uh, going through a training course, my plan is to create all of these things. Um, so I'll give you an example. Um, I gave a talk um, at Orlando Code Camp a few weeks ago about career design patterns. It was my first time kind of publicly talking about it. And I had a number of folks come up after, you know, after the presentation, come up and say, thank you, Chad, for talking about this. Nobody's talking about this or very few people are talking about this. I want to hear more. I want to learn more. And I have this situation. Do you think you could help me? And it was two people that are out of work and needed a job and another person that was feels very stuck in her career and another person that is doing okay in her career but just is not getting the respect she needs from her team and her managers and so you know working with these individuals one on one I've helped them individually but also there are the reason why I call it career design patterns instead of just like careerhelp.com or whatever you can think of is because 
design patterns, right? You think of think of design patterns in technology, design patterns in software development, right? The gang of four patterns like the, um, the singleton pattern and the observer pattern and the factory patterns and all these things, right? They they are repeatable solutions to repeatable problems, right? It's it's a framework of uh, repeatable solutions that you can put into to your code in order to solve problems, right? So these are solutions to common problems. And what I found is that there is the same thing when you're talking about individuals, right? So as an individual, what I may be struggling with is I have an accountability problem, right? I'm a very productive person, but if I'm not speaking about it, if I don't have a, an accountability partner, then it's hard for me to stay on the wagon and it's hard for me to keep down that right path. But for another person, right, uh, another person may have a problem with their vulnerability and not wanting to share any personal details. And maybe they're a great, productive, highly productive person. But if they want to really build relationships with people in the office, maybe every now and then they need to practice the targeted vulnerability pattern and, you know, turn their you know biggest weakness into like a powerful powerful weapon to engage the other folks in the room. So there's a lot of different patterns that I've kind of documented and discovered along my personal journey. Uh, and now it's about helping others, again, whether it's one-on-one or group coaching or through my training programs, um, help them overcome whatever issues that they're struggling with. I absolutely love the sound of that. And, and like you said, I love that you are looking at it from the perspective of it's not like every situation is unique, but repeatable. Every situation is a unique collection of things that other people deal with. And when you're able to identify what those things are, I mean, I, I, I think I've, I think you've heard this story from me before. I got into productivity because I thought I was going to get fired. Like I thought that I wasn't a productive employee. Um, I had always been used to a regimented structure of the military of, you know, you wake up at this time, you do these things, you always do these things at these times, they're always due on this, you know, date. And making that transition into the public sector where it was like, okay, hey, you know, here's some responsibilities, you know, we'll check in, see how you're doing later, but have fun, okay. And and not really knowing how to handle that, I basically recreated <laughs> the Eisenhower matrix um, or the priority matrix. Some people call it, it's called different things, but I did that out of necessity and fear for my livelihood. And later on, I found out there was a name for it. So then I started thinking to myself, why did I put myself through all of that torture looking, you know, trying to create something that would work? Why would I waste all that time and energy recreating those systems when they already existed if I could learn from those systems that existed, modify them so that they fit my unique circumstances, then I'm able to not only save time in the application of it, but I'm also able to create something that has been tested. Uh, and we, you know, talking about systems, you know, test-driven development, you know, if you can if you can obfuscate out a part of your code that, you know, this is someone else's problem, they test it, they make sure it works. If they have a problem with it, I find out because my code stops working and I don't have to sit there and recreate the wheel. Um, if I can import those modules into my life and be more productive because of it, 
then awesome. And I feel like that is really a unique approach to the soft skill um, idea. Because, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I work in soft skills as a productivity coach. Uh, my friend April Wenzel, great podcast guest. She's been on Pit a few times now. Um, we we are all in this this area, but we're all coming at it from different angles. And I really like how you are not just saying, do this to be more productive. You're saying, okay, this idea might make you more productive. And this idea over here might make you better at negotiating a salary increase or a promotion. And this area over here might help boost your confidence so that you're not the fly on the wall at the meeting. And this part over here will look at your strengths of being the fly on the wall so that while everyone else is, you know, bickering, you're coming up with actual results. So when you do speak, people trust and know because they know your personality type. And I think that that is something that as a productivity coach, I can't touch. I, I can't help people with that. I can only help them make sure that they're accomplishing the things that they're, they want to accomplish. As compassionate programming, um, that's something that April can't touch because she's working on helping the other side of that with management being more empathetic and teammates being more empathetic to their uh, other teammates. What you're bringing in is really rounding out all of the areas that we don't touch. And I love that because I think that that is what makes to uh, rob uh, my friend Will Gant from his podcast. It's what makes complete developers. And I think we need more complete developers. We don't need more productive developers. We don't need more. Well, we do need more empathetic developers, but we need complete developers. And I think that's what you are working to create. And, and I applaud you for that. So I am excited to hear about this. And I want to know, like, where can I sign up for this? Where can I get on board? Like, do, do you have anything for uh, me, for my audience that they can use to to start gearing up for these frameworks? Yeah, absolutely. So the website is called careerdesignpatterns.com, careerdesignpatterns.com. But I've got a series of webinars that I'm going to be producing over the next few weeks. So if you go to careerdesignpatterns.com slash webinar, um, that's where you can do pre-registration sign up to get access to this free training that I'm going to be giving um, You know, before anybody else. You're going to be one of the first into the program to really get to know me, to get to know the career design patterns, where I'm going to be talking about case studies of folks who have had particular problems with uh, getting a job, keeping a job, getting recognition at their job, getting um, being able to move up into higher positions, being able to negotiate for better salaries, being able to work more closely with their colleagues, being able to have empathy with their customers and solve more difficult technical problems by really understanding, you know, the the customers and the product managers and everybody involved in the whole process. So we're going to be talking about that in a series of webinars that I'm going to be hosting uh, very soon. So if you go to careerdesignpatterns.com slash webinar, you can sign up for that and find out more. Awesome. And if people want to reach out to you directly, how, how would they go about doing that? So on Twitter, it's at career patterns. Um, couldn't fit the whole career design patterns, but at career patterns on Twitter. 
um, or use my old email address, chad at hellotechpros.com is where you can get a hold of me. You've been listening to the Productivity in Tech podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Productivity in Tech, the services that we provide, or our community and how to get involved, head over to productivityintech.com or follow us on Twitter at prod underscore in underscore tech. Thank you to Nadir Omawali for the use of his song, A Hustler in Spite of Myself, for the intro and outro music. I've been your host, Jay Miller. You can follow me on Twitter at kjaymiller.com. Thank you for listening. I hope we've been productive and have a great day.